Hey everyone, it's Susan Pierce Thompson and welcome to the weekly vlog. So this is it, the last vlog of 2017. Um, what a year. Oh my goodness. So I write in this thing called a five-year journal. Um, you might have heard of it. If you've done the boot camp, you've heard of it because I introduced the concept uh, at the beginning of the boot camp. I think everyone should write in a five-year journal. I know I've gotten so much out of it. Um, it's a journal that um, has one page for every day of the year. So it starts off January 1st, January 2nd, January 3rd. And um, each page is broken into five sections. So you get, I don't know, not much, five or six, seven lines for each of those sections. And you write the year and then you've got just those few lines to encapsulate the day. And so it's a journal that you write in every night, but you only have a few lines to write in. And after you've completed one full cycle of a year, you get to write in January 1st again, but then you also get to read what you did that day last year. And then the year after that, you've got two years that you can read. So I've been writing in a five-year journal every night for seven years, <laughs> and I haven't missed a single night. Um, so if I wanted to, I could have a, a five-year journal that's already completed with all five years in it, and then the one that I'm writing in now, which I'm, I'm two years in, and read like, you know, okay, so, you know, December 27th, what did I do for the last six years, right? Kind of ridiculous. I don't do that. I just read last year. But anyway, um, what's cool about a five-year journal is every now and then at the end of the year, I'll just grab it and, and read uh, back, you know, maybe not every day, but I'll just look through the year and be like, okay, well, how was this year? Well, and I just did that. I just sat for a long time and I just read through my five-year journal for 2017 and oh my gosh, I'd forgotten. <laughs> what a year. Holy smokes. Um, and I took some notes. I jotted down and I found four themes that ran through this year. Just just um, things that really changed for me this year. Um, the first one was my marriage. I mean, I saw right away, January 1st um, of 2017, David and I were in a hotel. We'd just woken up and we'd been at a party the night before. And um, like, we just, I don't know, David and I just went through an amazing journey together this year. I, I, I vlogged about it a little bit here. David's more private than I am, so, you know, uh, and I'm sure many of you will appreciate that I don't vlog about everything that happens in my marriage, but um, I just feel like we've been on such um, a transformative journey together, and um, yeah, I just couldn't be more grateful. There were more ups and downs in my marriage this year than, I'm going to make a crazy statement, but maybe in the previous 17 years combined. I mean, we just went through a lot this year and we have a pretty stable marriage is the truth. So, so that statement is more a statement about how stable the previous 17 years were more than this year wasn't that tumultuous, but it, it, it definitely did have its, its bumps. And, um, um, yeah, we're just in a really good stable place again, but in a different place, like we just, and then just grew, just took it to this next level. And, those of you who are, you know, privy to the to the inside of that journey, I just want you to know that, like, I just really appreciate your reflections on just what a just what an awesome marriage we have. I and David, I love you so much. 
Um, so that was a theme that definitely went through. Um, you know, another theme was the book. Um, I'd kind of forgotten how much the book was on my mind. You know, I, I'd already finished it um, January 1st of 2017, but um, one of the first things I did in January was I flew to um, Michigan to Brilliance Audiobooks, um, the subsidiary of Amazon and the, the biggest audiobook recorder in the world, and, and uh, went on location to record the, the audiobook of Brightline Eating. And then um, all this stuff was going on with the book launch and preparing for the book launch, and then the, the book launch um, party in New York City the day that it came out on March 21st, which really was truly the best day of my life, uh, probably tied with my wedding day, but um, I mean, just an amazing day for me personally. I just felt like I was walking on water, just like walking through uh, sweet, like rose-scented air all day. Just It was just a heavenly day, and um, the, the talk that I got to give in New York City felt really um, satisfying to give. Thanks to my research department for helping me put that together. And it's just a beautiful day, just a beautiful day. And, um, you know, I'd forgotten how in, in the early days of 2017, there was this panic, like the book launch didn't go the way we thought it was going to go. And I, I, this day in my five-year journal, I wrote book launch Armageddon is what I wrote at the top of the page, book launch Armageddon, just awful day. You know, we thought that we were going to sell all these books and we didn't. And what are we going to do? And, um, I vlogged about that. You might remember that vlog. I was devastated. And, um, you know, it's funny because we know from how memory works, it's called peak end theory, that your memory of something is a function of two things, the peak experience and how it ended. The book ended great. Like it became a New York Times bestseller. It's selling still like gangbusters. It's got, you know, 1,250 some odd reviews on Amazon. Like any book that gets over a thousand reviews on Amazon sells forever, apparently. So my publisher tells me. And, um, you know, my publisher is so happy. Like he just keeps telling me, it's just keeps selling. It just keeps selling. It just keeps selling this book. Your book is amazing. It just keeps selling. You know, I don't know what it's selling, like 700 books a week, he tells me, something like that, week in and week out, um, which he's very happy with, apparently. Like, I don't know, is that a good number? Is that a bad number? He's happy with the number. Um, and I'm my publisher's happy. I'm happy. They want me to write another book. I'm like, no, not right now. I'll wait till I have something genuine to say <laughs> uh, in addition, because that book experience was really intense. We're not doing that again anytime soon. Um, but, you know, the peak experience was the book launch party. The end was great. So, like, my whole memory of the whole book thing was just like, oh, yay, I wrote a book. But, like, reading through my five-year journal is like, oh, no, that was like a little slice of hell. Like, that was intense. Oh, my goodness. Um, so that's another theme that went through the year. You know, another theme was was team, my team, um, T-E-A-M, team, the Brightline Eating team. There's there's a lot that came down with the team. We, um, oh, we've all been working really hard here at Brightline Eating and some of the core original people like um, just burning the candle at all ends, more than both ends. And, um, you know, we had like, some of us had meltdowns and we had our first only, maybe forever only person leave Brightline Eating voluntarily, like actually decide to go take another job somewhere else. We were all like, what? <laughs> really? Um, you know, but the, cool. I mean, you know, good choice for him, I guess. Um, we had to leave, let a few people go. Um, that's always heartbreaking. Um, 
Yeah, and just, you know, we we reorganized the org chart again. We got a chief of staff in place to handle a lot of the sort of de-ruffling of feathers and interpersonal conversations and stuff that I used to do that used to take a lot of my time. Now we have a chief of staff who's really good at doing all that and, you know, a chief operations. I like we just have a lot of uh growth and development in the team. And when the book kind of settled down, all of a sudden that was there, this like mature, well-functioning team. And that was the beginning of me kind of really getting to, you know, get back to some kind of normalcy. That's the fourth trend I noticed was like the year started out crazy, just crazy with the book launch and all the um, the stuff around that and, you know, creating the 14-day challenge, recording a ton of content. I was in this video studio for hours upon hours upon hours every day recording all this content for everything we were doing and um, traveling for the book, insane amounts and stuff. And then like, you know, the insanity at the beginning of the year just kind of gradually settled down where toward the very end of the year here, um, I hate to say this, but I'm a little bored. <laughs> I'm a little bored. I mean, Christmas day is always kind of boring to my mind. Like it's like, okay, the kids open presents and then it's like, 9.30 a.m., what now? Or like 6.30 a.m., what now? Um, but, you know, I'm a little bored. Like it's, it, you know, um, the heavens are going to smite me or something, smote me, smite me um, with like uh, a bunch of stuff to do or something. But, yeah, like um, there's been this transition of like I've slowed down a lot. I, I You know why I think I'm bored? Because I took notifications off my cell phone just took them off. So I get like, I have to actually go in and check. Do I have a text message? Otherwise I don't see it. Um, and so, yeah, I'm kind of like detoxing from my cell phone a little. Um, but yeah, my dad's visiting and his pace of life is very slow. It's wonderful to be with him. And yeah, there's just been this transition. You know, the app was a big thing this year and we didn't, you know, we had to pause development because we, um, yeah, we just, we were hemorrhaging cash and nowhere near an endpoint, And, you know, it just wasn't working out. So we paused that to figure out what we're doing with that. But um, that created a lot of financial stress all through the year. And there's just, yeah, it was just, a, it was, it, it was kind of a crazy year. And, and so then the final theme is, was around my food. And, um, you know, I was hanging in there with my food, working my bright line eating program and you know, doing my best to keep my bright lines, but travel and stress and emotions and stuff kept throwing me off. And I didn't have the, the center in me, just the, the center to like, um, withstand it all. And so I would occasionally like fall off my bright lines and then rallying and getting back on. And, um, and then finally toward the end of the year, November 28th, um, I just surrendered completely and just, you know, wave the little white flag and just said, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done wrangling with the food. I'm done. I'm done. And I shot a vlog about that. And, um, and that surrender is still sticking around. And so, you know, um, it, it gives me a certain perspective as I look ahead to 2018. I got to say, I'm looking forward to 2018. There's something about, I don't know. I like the number, you know, I don't know why eight, 
is two cubed or something. There's something about 2018 that just seems like a good number. And um, as I look ahead to this year that's coming, um, I think about New Year's resolutions. And I've set New Year's resolutions the last three years. I, I, I don't have one this year. Maybe by next week I will. I don't know. But, um, you know, the truth is I'm doing what I want to be doing one day at a time. I'm just weighing and measuring my food and keeping it simple. And what I know about being on this path of really surrendered food and just showing up to the day as it presents itself is um, I don't need to make a New Year's resolution. Everything becomes clear on this path in its own time. There's no wrestling or wrangling or resolving anything on this path. It's like all I got to do is write down my food the night before and then the next day eat only and exactly that and I'm good. Like I'm good. So yeah, I don't have a New Year's resolution this year. And it's funny when I think back to the years where I had stretches of immaculate unbroken bright lines. I don't think I ever set New Year's resolutions. This time of year would come around and I just kind of laugh. Like I feel bad for people who have to resolve to be different than they are right now. Aren't they already the person that they want to be? Like (laughs) I maybe that was, it makes me sound smug and self-satisfied and judgmental. I didn't mean it like that. I guess I just meant like, I guess I felt grateful, you know, um, because that person trying to make New Year's resolutions was me. Like I, you know, I was always, and it was always to lose weight, you know what I mean? But like living in a right size body and, you know, feeling good about the way I live and, and how I handle my food. And it's all like, it's all good. So what am I resolving? Like nothing. I mean, not to say that there's not growth opportunities. It's just that the, the growth presents itself on the path. You can't like, you can't hurry it up or resolve it to happen now. It's going to happen as it happens, you know, because life is like that. Um, so, yeah, I guess I have kind of a maybe a Zen approach to the new year this year. Um, I'm not I'm not looking for it to be anything other than, you know, I just want to stay surrendered. And um, JJ Virgin reached out to me and asked me to contribute to some chronicle of thought leaders blogs or something. And, you know, the question was, what's your New Year's resolution? Quick in 250 words or less. And I couldn't think of one. So I just wrote, you know, I want to stay surrendered with my food. And that's it. You know, like if I just stay in this place, everything else takes care of itself. Um, I've watched it happen for years. I know that to be true for me. So um, anyway, that's, that's my retrospective on 2017. It's been a heck of a year. Uh, on my end, I'm, I'm, to be honest, I'm glad it's over. It's been a wonderful year, wonderful year. And I was thinking, I was writing down my themes and I I was feeling guilty. I was like, um, someone's going to think I'm a bad mom because I'm not saying anything about my kids. And, um, my kids were all through my five-year journal, but not in any, like, um, not in any way that was like, uh, um, just like in a sweet, subtle way, like cuddled with my kids today, you know, like Zoe's doing great, you know, Maya lost a tooth, like, you know, like my kids were kind of a steady, I guess is what I want to say. Like this other stuff was like landscape shifting kind of stuff. The kids weren't that. They were just going to school and being adorable and, you know, I just cuddle them every night and stroke their backs with my fingernails. They love my fingernails and like, you know, it's good. My kids are good. Uh, they have been. So, um, 
anyway, that's my mom guilt coming through. Any working moms will know that one. Like, like, oh, they're going to think I'm a bad mom because I'm not mentioning my kids. Um, Maya, my six-year-old, has uh, lost uh, three of her four, like the two top middle ones, bottom middle one, and then the other bottom middle one is loose. So she's about to not be able to talk at all. Basically, she talks like this. Basically, can't talk at all. She's got nothing to catch her tongue with. Oh, it's really cute. Um, anyway, I think I'm just rambling now. I love you so much. I'm so grateful to be with you. And thank you so much for watching um, all year. My dad is here visiting and he asked, you know, how many people watch the vlog each week? And I said, I don't know. So we went on YouTube and we just looked and it looks like it's about 15,000 people now tuning in to watch the vlog, which I think is astounding. Like, thank you so much for um, trusting me with this forum. Last uh, month or two, I, I put out a couple of vlogs that were different. I put out a couple of vlogs like raising money for causes that I thought were really worthy. And um, not everybody loved that, but most people did. And, um, you know, the one about charity water, I promised I'd give you an update. So um, maybe I'll end with that. Um, and, and I also want to say, I think I kind of blew it with that vlog a little bit in that I didn't tie it back to Brightline Eating. And I totally could have. Like, that's a lob ball. Um, but I didn't explicitly state, here's why I think this pertains to Brightline Eating. And um, someone called me out on that. My dad actually did. And um, he didn't think it pertained to Brightline Eating. I'm like, oh, dad, yeah. So um, here's what I know about doing bright line eating when we do bright line eating the attitude other than surrender which is the foundation the attitude that that most behooves us for long-term contented bright lines is um gratitude and service like that's where our focus needs to be and what scott harrison is doing with charity water is all about gratitude and service from our perspective from like the observer's perspective because we hear about what's happening and it, it makes us so grateful that we get to pitch in and, you know, give a few bucks every month and suddenly people get to drink clean water for the first time in their lives. Like that's just how much more grateful can you be? Or just even thinking about the cause at all makes you think, oh my gosh, I get to take a hot shower every day. And, you know, I forget to be grateful for that on a daily basis. And then service, you know, when you clear away the excess food, what what's left over is the ability to be of service, to show up and to give to others in this huge open-hearted way. Um, and to join in, in, in a way that, you know, when you're thinking about what you've eaten and not eaten and whether you're on your plan or off your plan, you can't be of service because you're so obsessed with the food. So um, gratitude and service, you know. And then there's this other way that it ties in too because Bright Line Eating is now like a part of this um, um, much bigger revolution that's happening in the world. Like I'm, I'm one voice here and we have a tribe here um, but there's other voices and, you know, in, in deciding to try to, you know, make sure that every human being has clean water to drink, like I'm hooking our tribe up with other tribes who are on board with that, you know, together collectively, um, trying to make that happen. And I, and I promise you, I'm going to keep an eye out for, um, other ways that bright line eating is fitting into the larger picture of what's happening on planet Earth. I think it's helpful to put it all in context. That's why I like to talk about the Food Revolution Network so much because bright line eating is a part of the food revolution in a very powerful way. So, um, so anyway, I I recorded these couple of vlogs that were a little different, 
and um, you know got a little bit of pushback, but also just people such an outpouring of love. I promised you I would update you. As of shooting this vlog, we're at 768 members of the spring, which means so far, you know, some 7,500 new people each year, new people rolling into new people, 7,500 this year, 7,500 next year, 7,500 the, the year after, will get access to clean drinking water and, you know, bathing water and everything for the first time in their lives. Um, and, you know, I promised a thousand, like I, I didn't promise, I, I, I decided to aim for a thousand and I still want to get it. You know, if you don't know what I'm talking about, I'll have my team put a link down below so that you know what I'm talking about. It was last week's vlog. And, um, you know, and it was a little different. And um, I did a vlog a month before that for Lyndon and her, um, so she could get fingers for her left hand. And um, I'm, I'm really proud of um, the decision, it was a decision, to um, use, I guess use is the appropriate word, use this platform um, in service of that. And, and what I pledge is that in the future, if and when I ever do that again, I have no plans to at the moment, but if and when I ever do that again, I'll make sure to always be super clear and explicit about how whatever it is that I'm bringing to you ties back to the bright line eating journey and living happy, thin and free. Um, so I'm glad that you gave me those extra few minutes here just to um, circle back and um, state that connection explicitly from last week's vlog because I didn't do it then. So that's what I'm thinking about here at the end of 2017. I'm mostly feeling super grateful and super um, happy at the ability to just do this service and, and be here with you all. I love you so much. I will keep showing up here every single week. And 2018 is unwritten, but it just uh, feels glowing and sparkly already. So I will see you there.